0: I want to talk to you about a message entitled shift. Moving you from what was to what should be. And that's what shifting is, right? When you shift gears in a car, you're going from one to two, two to three, three to four. You're going from one place to another. And I believe that in our lives, we are all going from one place to another. Is that right? If you're not moving, you're still. If you're still, you're stale. Oh, that's good. I thought that would It's one, you know, it's just one, sometimes a one move away from becoming stale. We're thinking about doing this or we're thinking about doing that. Sometimes we think so much about doing things for God that we become stale in the process. And so what I believe that God is doing, God is moving us as a church. and, and, And a shift is defined as a transition from one place or diagram or perspective to another. A shift in your life is when something goes to the next level, the next place in your life. And so one of the things that I believe God wants us to shift from is to shift our earthly mentality to a heavenly mentality. A heavenly mentality. We often find our biggest struggle is that we want to operate in the spirit, but we, we conduct ourselves in the flesh. We want to We want to do things that God wants us to do but we're too busy tied up in the flesh, right? And so oftentimes we never get to the place where God can shift us because there's so many things in our lives that, is, uh, that has kind of harmed us and put us in a place where we can't hear from him that we often miss out on what he has for us. And, and so I love this passage in James one seventeen, and it reads like this. It reads simply this. Every good and perfect gift... Media team can help me out. Every good and perfect thing is from above. Right? Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. Now watch this. Who does not change like shifting shadows. Did you get that? Who does not change like like shifting shadows. I want you, if you feel comfortable, uh, even highlighting or writing or underlining around these words, shifting shadows. Because that that translation there was was very, uh, very, uh, it kind of jumped out at me. It jumped out of the page. Shifting shadows. Did you know that the enemy operates in shifting shadows? Did you know that the enemy operates in the shadows? Right? Because what he wants to do is he wants you to forget about what's in the light. He wants you to focus on the shadow. And so when I look at this passage, I've always looked at every good and perfect gift comes from above. I think about that when I think of steak and chocolate. Usually that's where it comes in and wings. Okay, so all those things are good and perfect and they come from above in my eyes, right? And that's just my interpretation. You don't have to believe it. I have the microphone. So there's that. When I think of good and perfect, I often translate it that way, right? I think of all the good and perfect things I like. But what I didn't see that jumped out the page to me as I was reading this was, who does not change like shifting shadows. Showing you here, moving you here, moving you here. You ever, you ever watched the cat chase a laser light? How many of some of you got stuck on a, an area of YouTube for too long. With cats doing weird things. How many know what I'm talking about? Right? Some of you are laughing because you're guilty, and I get it, that happens. Right? We've all been in that place where we look at our our, our lives and we go, Wow, this is this is weird, you know. I did not mean to spend forty five minutes watching cats on YouTube and but you've done that. And so let's just confess that before the Lord, right? But we watch these cats, they chase these lasers, and they paw at it, and they slap at it, and they chase it and they run after it. And we think, that cat just doesn't understand. But we do the same thing. We do the same thing. The enemy wants to distract us, and he brings us this way, he brings us that way, and we chase it, like, unknowingly. And so, what, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to bring to the surface here today is that in the midst of our ever-changing world, our ever-shifting world, look at me. We serve an unchanging God. We serve an unchanging God and He does not shift like the chasing of shadows, like the shifting of shadows. He doesn't. Not only that, but He brings light into the world where there's darkness. If you ever had a conversion experience in your life at some point where you said, You know, I realize in my life there's something that... Maybe there's a moment in your life, something happened to kind of change your perspective. You ever had one of those moments? Maybe you didn't have one of those moments. Maybe for you, uh, the, the, the moment came in a, in a series of moments in your life. Maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe you grew up in the church and and, and you just experienced God in many different ways. And, and eventually you came to a place where you understood who He is and what He wants to do. And, and you get that, right? you kind of like, that's that's just what happened with me. But either way, in your life there will be times where you have to realize and stop and say... You know, I myself, in the natural, cannot follow God if I'm caught in shadows. Are you with me? See, in the natural, a shadow takes place when something comes in between you and the light source. That's what a shadow is, right? it's when something comes in the way and blocks that and there's a shadow that happens and the Bible talks about shadows can I talk about this? and this is not up on your screen or anything but as I looked up I looked up this uh, the word shadow and it came up several times one was in Psalms right? Psalms 23 right? Uh, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want right? and so all these things and then we talk about we talk about what what shadows are and And I realize that even in the Psalms that many of us are going through in our life groups, uh, we realize that those shadows um, are, are dark, right? When I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. Notice it's not, he didn't walk through death. He walked through the shadow of it, the appearance of it, the darkness that comes from the lack of light. And we've all walked through darkness. We've all walked through moments where we lack light in our life. So that shadow becomes an interesting element. The other part was I found interesting in Hebrews, um, in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. The law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming. It's the, the law is not life. The law was a shadow. In other words, all the perfection that we thought we could achieve by following the law... It's just a shadow of perfection. The perfect one was Jesus who later came to give us life more abundantly. The law was a shadow of all the things that God can do with you if you trust him. If you have Christ in your life. Christ hadn't come yet, right? The law was received and the law was was given, then received. And we ourselves, and we, we as humans, we try to follow the law. Right? How many ever broke a commandment? Anybody raise your hand if you ever broke a commandment? There should be every hand in the house, right? Some of you are like, I don't want to admit it. Hello? Everybody has broken a commandment. You're like, I haven't broken all of them. But if you broke one, you broke them all, and that's why Jesus came. Right? Because we're all in, our, in and of ourselves broken. And so, as Jesus being light of the world, let me ask you this question. Here it is. You ready? Are you being shifted by a shadow or led by the light? Are you being persuaded by the shadows and the dark things of this world to just settle where you are, stay where you are, find your place? And I talked about this a few weeks ago. uh, If you did not listen to that message, get, get that message. Get that message. Don't sign the treaty. Don't sign the treaty. Go get that message, download it free. You can listen to it. And I'm telling you what, in our lives, we will all find moments where we can just say, you know what, I'm good right where I am. I don't really need to do anything more. I don't need to grow anymore. You know what that's doing? That's shifting shadows. Trying to keep you right where you are. So many times trials and temptations of life can come between our walk with the Lord and and us and our lives and the decisions that we make. But we got to allow God's life to come in us and allow us to walk in that light. Led by the light. And so... I wanted to give you a few ways here this morning. In fact, there are five simple ways I wanted to give you. And if you're taking notes, write these things down. The back of your bulletin is a great place. We print out these things. They're called bulletins. In the back, you can look at that. There's a place where you can uh, conveniently write uh, some sermon notes. And I think there's, there's something very important about writing down. Because not only do you hear it, when you write it down, you see it. And then all of a sudden, you can recall that later. And I believe that these five things will shift. Your life for the glory of God. How many believe that to be true? Some things in your life can be shifted just by believing a few of these things. Now watch this. Number one, here's a few of those things. I'm going to give it to you right now. Number one, embrace trials as key to transformation. We look at trials as something happening to us. But God really wants us to see trials as a key to transform our lives. We kind of look at trials and we go, man, I've been through this. And you know what? Trials hurt. How many know pain hurts? Raise your hand if pain hurts. Right? Trials hurt, pain hurts. But James tells us, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. And let that perseverance finish its work. You know what we say? Deliver us now. Now. Deliver us now from this. It's too much. And God says, if I pull you out now, all you get is pain and no gain. Right? But you know what? James said it very clearly. Let it finish its work because at the end you will look back and go, I am better because of this. Not bitter. I'm better because of this. And I know we look at Charles and we think, there's no way I could be better from this. I know there's no way. I know this, Pastor Tony, I've been through this before. There's no way I could be better from this. And I'm telling you, James didn't lie. The word of God didn't lie. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's a huge promise. That when you go through it, when you go through it. You will not lack anything. That's a big deal. See, one way that we endure trials is by maintaining our perspective. We endure it, you know, we kind of we can choose to maintain our perspective or we can choose to maintain his. So God, there's a reason why I'm going through this. Show me how I could be better from this. Because again, if you're not better, eventually you could become bitter. So show me when you're going through it, Lord, I don't this really, really is. It really stinks, right? Some of you can use more creative words, but it just stinks works right now, right? It's, it just stinks. It's just horrible. I hate this feeling. I hate this emptiness. I hate this trial. I hate this temptation. But if we say, God, I don't like this. Let this cup pass from me, right? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to get out of a situation. Make sure you follow up with nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Right? We want to say, let this cup pass for me, period. Jesus says, let this cup pass for me, comma, nevertheless. <laughs> I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but for me it is. Right? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's the mentality that we got to have. See, not, did you catch that? Not lacking anything. I don't know about you, but I want to live my life in such a way that maybe I will never be a rich person financially. Maybe I'll never have that that beautiful, beautiful home that I've always wanted. Maybe I'll never have that nice car that I, you know, kind of dream about. And I see the commercial and I go, wow, what would it be like to drive that, right? Or whatever it looks like. But you know what? I will always be rich because I will never lack anything as long as I trust in him. As long as I put my trust in him. So I find out uh, this idea. It's not what you're looking at, but what you see that matters. It's not what you're looking at, it's what you see that matters. See, I can look out and see a group of people. This group of people could be in any location, right? Right. A group of people, you can find them anywhere. You can go to a school auditorium. You can go to a TED Talk. You can look online. You can go to a convention and find people, people, people everywhere. All walks of life, all things. People, but you know what? That's what I'm looking at. But what I see is a, 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 a sea of people that can change the world. If empowered by the Holy Spirit. If they're allowed to be used by God. I thought I'd get one amen on that one. What I'm looking at is people. What I see is a movement. What I'm looking at is man, women, boy and girl. What I see is the kingdom of God being released upon this community. What I'm looking at is young, old, rich, poor. All these different colors. All these different backgrounds. I'm looking at all these different. And I love diversity. I love that. I think that's the way the kingdom of God will be. But what I see is a body. I'm looking at one thing, but I see another. And when we start seeing our lives the way God sees them, not looking at our lives, because we look, we often, how many ever looked in the mirror and you said, I wish I didn't do that. Right? It's <laughs> a, whoa, what's, where'd that come from? Right? But what do you see? That's what matters. What do you see in your life? And oftentimes we go through our trials by what we see. That's how we get through them. Not what we're looking at. Because I'm looking at, I can't pay this bill. I'm looking at, this is a struggle. I'm looking at, that is a struggle. But what do I see? I see God's faithfulness. I see God's hand. I see God's provision. I see God's, God working things out for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Right, What you see is different than what you're looking at. So decide to not look at your life, but see your life the way God sees it. That'll help you a little bit. Does that help anybody? See, trials are not meant to deplete us. They're meant to complete us. Trials are not meant to deplete us. They're meant to complete us. We look at trials. When we look at trials, they deplete us. But when we see trials a different way, they can complete us. That's why I went through it. I went through it a certain way. He's completed in me all the things he needed to complete through this trial. That's a great thing. When you come out of a trial and you're completed. Many of us come through a trial and we're depleted. And we're like, what went wrong? I took a left turn somewhere. Anybody ever took a left turn on a trial? You're like, I didn't see that turn out like that. That was horrible. You know what could have happened? You might have bailed too early. Because you look at it and you you allowed it, you allowed to, to look at it, and you looked at it instead of seeing it the way God sees it. Number two, put the doubt out. Put the doubt out. James 1, 5 and 6, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask. That's a good time to talk about it. We just went through Proverbs. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. You know God gives wisdom generously? He's He gives it generously. He doesn't want you to walk around like, a duh. I don't know which way to go. Right? He tells us, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously. Without finding fault, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not, what? Doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a waving of the sea, like a shifting shadow. Hello? Blown and tossed from the wind. I have three children and um, I realize that they always come up to me asking me questions. And uh, they don't always like the answers. Right? How many How many know what I'm talking about? But, but dad, and I often tell them my name is not but dad. Right? And they don't like it when I say that, but I enjoy it. It's just my own thing. Um, So I tell them. And I tell them that, and they they don't like that. They don't think it's funny. I do. I laugh, and they're like, Dad, stop laughing. And a few minutes later, I finally come back, and they go, Dad, I have a question. And so they ask the question, and I answer it. And sometimes they go, Ma. It's not that I didn't answer, right? They just wanted to find an answer that they wanted to hear. And none of us are far from doing the same thing. Be honest with yourself. How many of you have done the same thing? You're like, okay, let me ask a different way, God. Let me ask you in this way. Pretty please? Wait, I need to go to church three times out of four times this month. Then maybe, like, the odds are in my favor, right? Let me do that. Or maybe I got to write a, a big check so that God sees I'm serious about this. Or maybe I should just do something really nice for someone. And You know, God is not impressed by that. You know what he's impressed by? Someone that says, not my will, but yours be done. And so we want to run and do it our way. As long as we get the answer we're looking for. But if we can just decide, you know what? I'm going to get the doubt out. God can and will answer. A good father will answer. See, doubt keeps us in the darkness. When you doubt, it'll keep you in the dark. The enemy loves, look at me. The enemy wants you to stay in doubt. He wants you to stay in doubt. He wants you to stay in the shadows. He doesn't want you to come out from among the shadows. He doesn't want you to be led by the light. You know what he wants? He wants you to just hang in the shadows until you're discouraged enough to walk away. Did you, did you get that? He wants you to stay in the shadows long enough so that you can walk away. Oh, he's not going to answer me. Oh, he did answer. He said no, clearly. He said no. Sometimes he said, Wait. Sometimes he says, wait, but that doesn't, that's not an answer. Oh, it is an answer. My kids, they don't like that answer. They don't like, wait. Sometimes they do though. Sometimes if I say wait, um, sometimes they're like, okay, that doesn't mean. And sometimes they like the word maybe. How many of us parents, anybody ever experienced this? I experienced the the maybe revolution just recently. It was weird because one day, normally it's like yes or no. One day I said, maybe. And my son was like, yes. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say yes. And he goes, you didn't say no. <laughs> How many ever experienced that before, right? Parents revival happening right now. It's just amazing. Revival, hands raised right now all across this place. Right? The maybe revolution. I didn't know that was a thing. Until they got smart enough to realize that there's a possibility. Can I dare you today? Can I dare you enough to believe that there's a possibility that God can bring you through this? Can I dare you enough to, to, to have you believe that God can shift you from dark in the shadows into his marvelous light? Can I dare you enough to realize that God wants to shift this church from a level of, of, of here to a level where we're maximizing and blessing our community and being a part of great things? Can I dare you enough to shift out uh, from where you were? And what you were to where you can be. Third thing, embrace contentment. I'm going to be real simple with this one. James 1 9, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. Now, there's a lot of things going on in this verse. The brother in humble circumstances should be and take pride in his high position. Now that tells me, be be excited about serving. You know what that tells me? Even if you don't have a title, you get, to ha- you get to carry a towel. Did you see what that verse said? That's exactly what that verse says. The brother in humble circumstances, humble circumstances is not rich in a palace somewhere. That's not humble. That's not a humble circumstance. Right? Humble means I don't know where the next bill is going to be. How the next bill is going to get paid. I'm not really high up in my company and title. I'm not. I don't really have a high paying job. Or a nice, nice car. But you know what brings God's delight? Is when we take what we have. And we say, God, I have this. Because you let me have it. I rode in a car. In Venezuela. And this is a true story. With a wonderful pastor in Venezuela who planted multiple churches at this time. We were there for this uh mission trip, and as I was there, he wanted me to take uh, a ride with him in his car. So I got into his car, and I kid you not, when I got into the seat into the back seat, there was a hole in the car, and I could see the ground. We took off and I saw the ground move. True story. I'm not even making this up. Right? I don't recall. Were you in the car with me at the time? She was in the front. They gave her the front seat. That's a place of honor. Then I was in the back seat. Puerto Ricans don't like moving cars with holes in it. We just don't. Maybe that's not just a Puerto Rican thing. But I got in the back and I literally had my legs on either side of the hole. And I'm looking down like, dear God, let not something happen right now. I don't know what would happen because i have never been in this circumstance before. This is not something that happens every week. So I'm looking down, I'm looking, and the pastor's talking to me. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. Like, I'm waiting for something to go wrong at any moment. And I'm watching the street below me. And the faster he drives, the more scared I get. <laughs> True story. And you know what, what rocked my world? Are you here? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. He said to me, can you believe somebody blessed me with this car? Most of you would have been like me, like, yeah, I could believe that. But you know what my, my spirit man said, he's content. And I felt so ashamed because I judged that moment and I didn't look at the big picture. He's able to bring the gospel to people. So there's a hole in the car. God forbid we should be dismissed because there's a hole in our lives. God forbid we should be dismissed because there's an in, there's an imperfection in our lives that's been exposed for all to see. It humbly it brought me to a moment of humility that I said, you know what? Wow. And I, I kind of repented in that back seat in the middle of the conversation we were having. I don't remember what happened at that point, but I had a I had a kind of a. a, a And me come to Jesus moment. And I say, God, forgive me for looking at this moment. You know, I'm like scared to death. I get that. That's understandable. But I'm looking at it going, this man is so content with where he is. Contentment with godliness is great gain. Great gain. Four, take charge of your desires. Listen, your desires are yours. The way that you shift your life is when you take charge of your desires. The desires that you have, James says, when tempted, no one should say, God has tempted me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they, when, when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Some people are like, you know what, that, that's just, I had this temptation happen, but you're the one at the party with the drinking. You're the one at the party with this happening and that happening. You're at the you're at, you're the one at that in that situation at that location and you put yourself there sometimes. And we say, "God, man, why am I going through this temptation?" Well, can I tell you why? Because sometimes we bring ourselves there and then we wonder why. We embrace a lot of things in this world. We 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 watch We listen to certain music, watch certain movies that entice anger and fear and we bring all these things into our lives we think it's a joke and then all of a sudden we walk around with with anger and fear and we say, how did that happen? Can I tell you something? Your life is an open door. Anything you let in will affect you. You say it doesn't, but it does. Church, look at me. I need everyone to look at me for a moment. I'm telling you from the heart of God, everything you let in, you think it doesn't affect you. It's will. It will. Take charge of your desires. Your desires come from a multitude of things that you're experiencing in your life and you allow to have access to your life and not only does doubt and things usher darkness in our lives, our evil desires that come from the flesh. Hello? Flesh and bone, man. Flesh and bone. We have this desire to do our own thing. At the end of the day, friends, look at me. At the end of the day, everyone has it. Everyone has fleshly desires. Everyone has doubts. It's not where you, it's not what passes your mind, it's what you allow to park there. Right? It's not what flies by, it's what lands that matters. And so don't allow the wrong things to land in your life. Is this helping anybody? Take every thought captive take every thought captive, we demolish arguments, 2nd Corinthians uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself above the knowledge of God and here it is we are commanded and empowered by the Holy Spirit to shift our lives and take dominion over those things in our lives that are not of him, that's God's call for you, dominion starts in our minds and it's a matter of what we dwell on, last but not least number 5, be open to receive from God be open to receive from God. Some of you struggle with this because you don't know what that looks like. to receive from God's a big deal for you. to receive from God it doesn't always make sense. but can I tell you this as I begin to kind of put this into a close for a moment let me get your let me get your, your, your attention for a moment because you need to understand something that when we receive from God we open up ourselves to all of His blessings. See, God has a good and perfect gift to help you grow through every season of your life. How many know that you go through seasons in your life that are sometimes far beyond what you yourself can figure out by yourself? You ever been through a season in your life where you've been through, you're like, I don't know how to maneuver this. This is new to me. This is different to me. But can I tell you something? There's a blessing that God has for you to maneuver that. There's a manual for every mess you're in. There's a manual for every mess that you're in. And that manual tells us to trust in Him. That manual tells us to receive from Him. Be open enough. See, He knows us and He knows what we need in every season. And how many love this season? I love this season because it's pumpkin this and pumpkin that. I think I can eat pumpkin anything now. Because it's the season that we're in, right? Every good and perfect thing, but every season you're going through, He has good and perfect things for you. So let me, let me put this big idea together for a moment for you. You ready? Here's the big idea. What I realize is Psalm 91 verse 1. If you look up at your screen for a moment, you'll see this verse. Here it is. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Friends, that's the shadow. If we're ever going to be in the shadow, that's the shadow we need to be in. We need to be overshadowed by his presence. It says right here, instead of being overshadowed by the shadows of this world, let's press into the Father of lights who allows his love to overshadow us. All across this room right now. Come on, let's bow our heads across this room. This is where we're asking you to respond. This is where we're asking you to respond. Father God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I'm asking you in this place that you would allow us to see your light, your shadow only. Lord, we are are led by a lot of things in this world. We want to be led by the light. We want to be led by the light. And Father, we just ask you, allow us to have a kingdom shift today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A kingdom shift, we pray. A kingdom shift, we pray. Father, we won't allow anything to come between us and Christ. Today, we choose you. We choose you. Jesus name here's what I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask our prayer partners to come on up here life leaders and prayer partners come on up and line across wall to wall if you're in this room and you felt overshadowed, listen I don't doubt for a moment that there's there's a lot of people in this room right now go ahead and spread out guys if you can far across this life leaders and prayer partners, you know who you are, come on up Some of you are going through some battles and shifts in your life, but you're shifting the wrong direction. You're shifting from the light and you just want to stay in the comfortable shadow. That shadow seems comfortable sometimes because it doesn't expose too much. We want to not be exposed as much, but God would have us to know today. That the kingdom shift that He wants to happen happens right now. Come on, pray, partners. I need you praying. I need you praying right now. Interceding, interceding right now for those that are about to come. Father, I pray for every person that's dealing with darkness and shadows in their lives. God, I'm praying right now in Jesus' name. Break it, break it in Jesus' name, that they would find the light of the gospel of Jesus. Lord, shift them. From an earthly mentality to a heaven's mentality, a kingdom mentality, a light-filled mentality. In Jesus' name, I pray a kingdom shift in this room right now. I pray a kingdom shift. Whatever has been lying dormant in your life has been suppressing the very nature of God moving in your life. That whatever is dead in your life has been covering...